Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need, and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I am super excited for this week's episode. I have former NFL player who is now a coach, a speaker, and just all wonderful things. Anthony Trucks is here with me today. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. I'm super, super excited for you to be here. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more about what you do, who you are, and sort of your journey to get to this point? Yeah, yeah. No, the main thing that I do is I teach people how to uh, upgrade how they operate at an identity level to reach out and uh, get their dreams met. So reach their full potential in some capacity. I'm a former NFL athlete, like you talked about. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a speaker and a coach. And yeah, the big thing that I focus on is, is when I leave this planet, I got to make sure the people that I've been in contact with in some way, shape, or form are better versions of themselves. I know it's kind of like that arbitrary better version, but we all know that there is a level that we're doing things that it's outputting things that are less than what we want. And so for me, I focus on going in and figuring out the different little pieces of who we are and then how to shift those to become the person who has all the things that we want from the inside before it becomes real on the outside. Yeah, for sure. And so was I want to like just backtrack a little to sort of when you were an NFL player and like then you become like this big transformation coach. So sort of how did that come about? Because I'm assuming that sort of some mindset was, you know, sort of created in you when you played for the NFL and stuff like that. But what was like your what was the shift where you were like, OK, like I want to be a coach and teach others sort of how to create a mindset just like the one I created, but also to sort of up-level different aspects of their life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the big thing is a mindset for the most part in me has always been there. But I think there's a missing perspective of most people assume that the mindset's all we need. And there's a time when I was out of the NFL. NFL was done. I had an interesting upbringing as a child, but a lot of craziness that turned into me beating a lot of odds to get to that level. And I got to that level, came out of it, had a massive identity crisis, Family fell apart. Businesses that I started were going, you know, bad. Nothing was really good. And I had a moment where I honestly didn't want to be here. I was like, if this is life after football, I don't feel like being here because this isn't cool. (laughs) And thankfully, I snapped out of it and kind of woke up, we'll call it, and progressed on. And there was a moment when my mom passed away, my adoptive mom. I was adopted. I was put in foster care at three. So my adoptive mom passed away from multiple sclerosis after a 17-year battle. It was this thought of like, man, I beat the statistics of a foster kid. 
I didn't become one of the 30-something percent that end up in prison and the three out of four that are in prison. I didn't become one of the 50% that are homeless. I beat the 99% became the 1% that graduated from college. And it was because of this woman. And she unconditionally loved me past the levels of conscious, like <laughs> logic, we'll call it, to be able to make me realize there was more inside of me. And so I realized like if I can do something great for her life and mine, it's be to carry her message on and her memory on by doing something great for the world. Now, at the time, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I just kind of happened across this, this world of personal development. I was a former NFL athlete. That's not kind of what we're taught. You know, we're not taught like how to meditate and be spiritual and be good about, you know, you're just taught to tackle people all day long. And it's just a very rigorous, hard sport. And so what ends up happening is I, mean, I get to the point of breaking my life, essentially. Like I'm a bad dad, business falling apart. My marriage falls apart. Everything falls apart. And I had got to that moment where I'm like, I got to find a way out of this. And so the moment that really shifted it, to be totally honest, was I woke up was January 2016, like January 1st, New Year's mm-hmm. Day. And I was laying next to this strange woman who'd flown out from Russia, didn't speak English. A very interesting moment because like when I was single, like it was probably the farthest I had gone from my faith. I didn't like the guy I was. I would be ashamed if my daughter had seen me. I have three kids. And I was like, man, this is not how I want my boys to operate. I don't want my daughter to operate like this. And man, like my mom would be just livid and my God wouldn't let me into heaven. And so it made me start to do the internal work to figure out what's got to be done to get back to that place where life is better. And that was the journey for me. I figured that out. I don't know. There's a lot more depth to it. The simplest way to say I crossed that finish line. My family's back, happy and healthy. My businesses run smooth. I'm healthy. Like life is good. And I realized, man, this is something that I can actually give to other people if I understand how it took place. And it wasn't just the mindset because I had an NFL mindset, great mindset, still broke my life. It was where I self-categorized, where I believed myself to be. And a lot of people have issues in life where they had some success, but they still question if they're supposed to have had it. Or maybe they want to try something new, but they don't think it's who they are to do that thing. And so we have these in-between little areas where we can have big visions and minds that's great, but the moment that life shows up, either we sink or swim. Because a mindset's only as good as the affirmations and tools and tactics you can utilize in the moment. But what about the moment when all crap hits the fan and your mindset doesn't know what to do? Mm -hmm. Well, now it leans onto your identity. Who are you in those moments unconsciously? And those are the moments that actually make or break our life. Whether you want to be a business owner, do you make those calls? Do you write that book? Do you launch that program? Do you launch a podcast? Mm -hmm. Or do you sit down and make a great excuse as to why it took the last six years to not get done? And people sit in that little bubble and we think it's something small, but it's so much bigger. And so for me, like when I get into this world and got into this world, I went back and realized there's a lot of things that I unfortunately went the long way around to figure out. Like that's the best way to explain. I went the long way around to figure out like what in the hell is going on in this thing of life we're all living And I realized kind of where my strength was, which was this connection to identity. I grew up in an all-white family, poor, a lot of weird things growing up, and I never quite knew who I was. So I've always had this interesting relationship with identity. And then it comes to be this thing where as I kind of get to the work I do, I realize that's the one thing a lot of people are struggling with. And it's actually a separator between success in all aspects. And when you understand how to actually navigate that, how to shift that, man, the world opens up, like in a beautiful way. All the things that slow you down, they don't slow you down anymore. I had a client yesterday. He says, you know, I'm trying to, uh, what do he say? He says, I'm trying to ask the question of what would my best self do in this moment? And I was like, you can't ask that question. It's the wrong question to ask. <laughs> and that's not what most people hear. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you don't know your best self. Mm. It's usually going to be far beyond what you believe it's to be. And you've never met that person. However, ask the question, 
what would my coach or mentor do in this moment? What would my coach or mentor say? Because you know that person and you can probably get in their head a little bit and understand not so much what their mindset is, but how they would naturally just do things without even a second guess. And that's kind of the thing I try to get to people to understand is like when you get to that flow and that's, that's you to your core, you don't even have to ask the questions of what would so-and-so do. It would just happen naturally. And that's why successful people make it look easy because yeah. they're just flowing. It's just a flow. The interesting thing is their flow is just 10 levels above yours. Yeah. When you understand how to upgrade to that level, you get to access what they access because you access the parts of you and built the parts of you that they've built for themselves. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know for me right now, like as I'm sort of creating the life of the dreams that I didn't even know I had, I'm always constantly asking myself, like, what would my mentor do? What would my mentor do? You know, and stuff like that. Because like, like exactly what you said, like it's so much easier to sort of visualize and get into their head about like what they would actually do versus like the person who you want to be because they don't actually exist. And so I think that's so powerful. Why do you think people struggle with identity so much? Like, what is it? Is it society? Is it themselves? Is it how they're raised? Like, what is it exactly that results in them struggling with figuring out who they are and, and moving on with that? Yeah. Well, first thing is, I don't think most people would actually use the language. This is found out most people won't actually use a language of my identity. It shows up in different places. Mm-hmm. Just put it this way, anchor it down. Any successful person you've ever met, if you ask them who they were when they were unsuccessful, their eyes kind of pop up to the left or the right a little bit and they start to roll around and they come back to you and say, I don't know, I was a different person back then. It's a very telling moment. And I heard that a lot. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, I was a different person back then. And I started realizing, like, oh, like completely internally, like, it's almost hard to connect with that individual, right? So people don't always say the language of mind, my identity's off. It's just, we start doing things or not doing things unconsciously, instinctually, right? And so the reason that that we first off get to these moments where people are struggling is because when they first don't even realize it's an identity issue, they think it's just, oh, I don't have the habits. I don't have the mindset. My belief system's a little bit off. I don't have that strategy. People who have a certain identity of success, they don't even need the strategy. They figure the damn thing out. Like they just go do stuff. It's hella weird. Like people I'm around, I'm like, how'd you figure it out? I was like, I don't know. I just went and figured it out. Like it's who they are to do that. It's not even this, they don't need the tools, right? That's part of it. But other part of it is, it gets to the point of trying to like navigate it when you get to the point of realizing in your life, there's something more that I want that I don't have right now. If you were the person to have all those things, you'd have all those things. It's logic, right? If I was that person doing those things and it was just who I was, like, I naturally have those things. So people have these inherent things they're battling blindly. They don't realize where the issue is lying. It really lies usually in the background. It's not the book you buy, the course you get. Because people buy them and they don't read them. They get that shelf esteem, right? I feel good. Yeah. I bought it on the shelf, right? <laughs> Or they get it, they consume it, and they don't execute the way it's supposed to be executed. Some 3% of people finish courses, 97% don't. Like, there's a reason why, and it's an odd part of like, why aren't we unsuccessful? Like, well, you didn't do any of the damn work. It wasn't who you were to complete it. And so I think a lot of people, they don't realize that this is what's going on. It was programmed when you were a kid. At the time we were our, you know, late teens, there's actually Eric Erickson's theory of psychosocial structure. It really goes through different role aspects. And what you find is you progress through multiple roles. And then when you get to that 14 to 18 range, you go from what's called my previous like role structure, you go into what's called identity and role confusion. So I'm trying to figure out, I've got to kind of feel for who I am now. I understand like how I look and I got my clothes and like I got my people I'm with. I kind of feel that. But then now it's a role confusion because I'm, I'm thrust into this world. And here's the crazy thing. I'm put into this world to find out what my career is, what relationships mean, what life is all about, travels and trips and, and all these different things that matter now. I'm just thrust into it out of high school. 
but I don't even know who the hell I am or where I fit or what goes on. What we do, we just start surviving for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like we just like, we're going to figure it out. And so we do is we are haphazardly dealing with situations that are shifting and shaping who we are. It's interesting. So when we show up, we are being somebody every day. Right. Whoever you are being is because of how you were programmed as a kid from teachers and moms and dads and coaches and all these different environments and people, music and, and TV, they're all programming us. And that's what we thought life meant and what money meant and what relationships are and what sex was about. So it programmed us and we're being in that. Now, the funny thing is as we are being, we are becoming, mm-hmm. right? So I'm being, I'm taking actions, I'm doing things. I have my actions, my reactions, my habits, all these things going on that shape the world in front of me, the career I get, the raise I get or don't get, how I, I get in shape or out of shape, relationships, all these things structured, I'm becoming somebody. But because I entered the world haphazardly and didn't think about who I was being, like the world just shapes and shifts around me unconsciously. And it's this very odd thing because now what happens is you're building this life that like you're not even intentionally trying to build. You want things, but you can't figure out why the hell it's not here. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't know who you are yet, right? So the idea is, what we do is we go back and figure out, all right, based on what, like, what was programmed to you, what in the hell are you doing? We see what this stuff is. Mm-hmm. And then you take a conscious, most people like that I work with, for the first time they're doing it, a conscious approach to who I am being and then who I want to become to have the things. And it sounds philosophical, and, and, but when I look at it, it's like, do you get up in the morning early? Do you eat your food? Do you catch a workout? Do you write those emails? Do you study? Do you pass the test? Do you say hi to people? Do you call people in the first place? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? How do you do things? Like the tactical daily things I do. Habits actually, in fact, build into the person you're becoming. And habits are a huge piece of it. People have spent countless hours and so many books have been written on it, which is powerful. And they all reference the aspect of your identity. But the interesting thing is nobody thinks about which habits I'm really choosing and are they going to end up with me being the person I want. We choose habits that the world says are better habits for us and it's going to be healthier for our body. But I mean, you could choose vegan or you could, you could do paleo, you could do Atkins, you could do all these different things. But like, is it the right diet for us? You could choose a bodybuild, you can choose to go be a runner or a swimmer, but is that the right thing to do for you? And so no one's thinking about it. They're just doing things that are somewhat better than what they have, but then they get to the end of this journey of doing stuff and realize I still feel crappy because I don't have what I thought I wanted. Yeah. It's because nobody thought about it. And so what we do is we have to go back and really spend some time like architecting your, what I call ideal identity. Who in the hell do you want to be that has the things you want to have and then go back and now say, okay, great. I see what habits I got to work on that I got to do that are specific to me and nobody else. And you start seeing how life starts shifting because you do start adapting and granting new habits. So you do start having better achievements and the achievements lead to this thing where I'm being, and then I'm becoming this person who ends up having more success, feeling more like a success, mm-hmm. less of the imposter syndrome. And you just have a bunch more joy because of what you created in line with who you wanted to create. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I think a lot of the time people just look at influencers and celebrities and all those people like that and just say, okay, because they did it or because they had success from it, I should be able to be successful from doing whatever it is, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And I think that it doesn't work that way. You have to sort of use trial and error and be like, okay, maybe this one isn't for me, or maybe this one I can do a little bit more and stuff like that. So What are sort of some of the things or I guess activities, quote unquote, that people can use in order to 
sort of first craft their identity of who they are right now, but second craft their future identity, who they want to be, especially for those who are right now still influenced heavily by their parents or their teachers or their friends or, you know, whoever. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is just to ask yourself why I do this thing. I don't care if it's why do I like to eat fast food over cooking? (laughs) I don't care if it's why do I always get jealous in a relationship? Why do I not ask more questions of my teacher when they tell me things? Why do I accept everything at at face value and accept it as truth and find out later it's not? It's interesting because when you do something, you're not thinking about yourself doing it. In fact, your identity is who you are when you're not thinking about who you are. Just doing my thing. Yeah. So first thing is just ask questions. I, I mean, there's a lot more depth. I have a whole like programs I run people through for months on this stuff. Yeah. But the simplest thing is like start questioning like your belief systems, start questioning your thoughts, start questioning the habits you have. Just start questioning it. Why? Why do I do this? And then just sit there with it. Like seriously, sit there with it internal in your head. And you may not like that person. Just so you know, you may not like who you are sometimes in the beginning because you start realizing that you suck and you're like, I don't want to be with this person. So you may drink it away or smoke it away or hang out and watch movies and distract yourself. Don't. Spend some time asking the questions and getting real answers. And then what happens, once you get a feel for who you are, you start understanding like the little holes. Get some self-awareness. Start figuring out, okay, this this is, it's not so much what do I need to do, but again, who should I become? So if you want to be the kind of person that doesn't get angry fast, like, okay, I want to be the kind of person that doesn't get angry fast. So how do I handle things? That person needs to be smart about the reactions that they take. Plan out what your reactions are. And there's an area I call the hard formula, habits, actions, reactions, and drivers. And I apply it to specific little areas in our lives. There's like six core drivers I do it. But the simplest way is like, some are going to be used in the aspect of reactions. If I'm an angry person, I fly off the handle and I'm normally doing that. I need to now adopt new habits in terms of how I handle my reactions. Mm -hmm. If I'm a person who is indecisive and I don't do much and I procrastinate or I make excuses, this person needs to figure out how to take actions. Because that person's not an action taker, right? They'll plan all day long, but they don't take the action they need to. And then some people are really good at doing things. They just get busy being busy. You need to go, that person's a question their habits. So if I'm busy being busy and I'm good at being busy, I do all these extra things, but I'm still end up at the end of my rope and my wits end. Well, then start taking a look at what in the world are the habits you are doing. And what you do is you start figuring out what are the ones you need to have in place to be the person you want to be. And I have people ask this question. The person who has all the things that I want how would they handle this moment? It's kind of like asking a coach, but a coach I think is different because the coach may have a different life than what I want. But I know if I think about the person who has maybe the job I want, the relationship I want, it's an arbitrary human that I don't quite know, right? But I know to an extent. If I've so say, for example, I get to the end of my day and I'm tired and I want to, I just want to come home and I want to eat dinner and I want to go, I don't want to get out a whole bunch of food and cook a healthy meal. I don't feel like doing that. What's fast, man? I got some cup of noodles right here. Nah. And then I got to ask myself, what would the person who has the healthy body that I want do, right? And if it's not this thing, I don't do this thing. All right. And I go, right. And so you just ask that question consistently. And the more that you ask that question on a daily basis, the more you start seeing your life change. You'll start making decisions outside of your feelings. And that's the problem for a lot of us. We operate our lives off of feelings. I feel like it today, so I do it. I don't feel like it today, so I don't. Guess what? If you're inconsistent, you don't have the success you want. So stop operating off of feelings and start operating off of the mind of who this person would be that has the things that I most want. Yeah, that is so powerful. Wow. Okay. I want to roll into the final question of this podcast. This is the question that I ask every single guest who has ever been on. 
So based off of the title of the podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, mm-hmm. what is one tip that you would give dreamers based on how you have fashioned your passion? Man, I would just I would say chase the passions that don't make sense, but they make you come alive. So some things don't actually logically make sense to want to do it. I, I, I bought at one point a $1,500 hand pan. It's an instrument and I have no idea how to play instruments at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. I was like, I'm going to figure this thing out. And so I bought it. It was a passion of mine. And I, I grabbed it and I felt mm-hmm. cool playing with it, doing everything. And it was just like, at the moment, it was my passion. It was a dumb purchase, but I got to figure out like some nuances. I got to sit and practice with it. It sounded cool. And what's interesting is now my pastor's wife, like she's a musician. She teaches mm-hmm. people music. And so she's using it and playing with it. I'm like, man, it's cool that I was able to do that years ago, have some random passion that brought me closer to something, but it's also bringing her closer to something, right? Yeah. So years later, it turned into something. I say that to say it in this aspect. This is going to be a passion that doesn't make sense to your logical brain, but for some reason, your heart's attached to it. Mm-hmm. Try it. Yeah. Chase it. Sample it. Like, see what happens. You make, find something new, create something new. Like, at the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do is find some unique nuance to life that makes you come alive. And then what happens is it introduces you to new passions. And different forks in the road and different choices you never knew you had that you couldn't have had until you started going down that path. And so for me, it's chase the thing that doesn't make sense, but it feels right. Yeah, I love that so much. Where can people find you on social, on podcast, all that fun stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Anthony Trucks. You can go to anthonytrucks.com. I have a podcast called the Aw Shift Podcast, starting one called the Shift Starter Daily, which is a daily podcast. That's where you can find me. Perfect. For those of you listening, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And also share on your Instagram story, you listening to this episode and tag both me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast and Anthony at Anthony Trucks for us to see what you learned from the episode. Anthony, again, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Very welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.